This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on What the Hack, we learn why it's important to cover your webcam, proof your innocence, and what to immediately do when you're being scammed. We're sharing some of the best stories we're not allowed to tell. Shh, it's a secret. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam Levin. I'm Bo Friedlander. And I'm Travis Taylor. We get some, like, totally amazing stories, but sometimes the stories we get aren't the stories you hear because the people who tell us those stories are a little squeamish about going public. For sure. And I know um, I know of at least a couple. And it was so funny because when we brought up the idea of doing this episode, Adam, you were like, I don't think I know of any. And I immediately was like, what about blank? And what about blank? And you were like, oh, yeah. Yes, how quickly those stories recede into the fog. I think that you knew that they're, you're not allowed to talk about them, so you didn't. But there's a way to talk about them, which is what this episode is all about. Travis, do you have any? Oh, yeah, a couple, definitely. All right, so with no further ado, we're going to start with Adam's story that he didn't remember that he had, featuring a very, very prominent news person for something that sucked that never happened. Correct. Now, they were accused of making inappropriate and inflammatory posts online when, in fact, they'd never really made those statements. Um, so was it Anthony Weiner? No, it was not the big Weiner at all. No, it was not. Uh, Adam! It's, sorry. <laughs> I saw him on the subway once. Well, no, I, I, I actually, when I used to go over to New York One, he had a show on New York One, and I would run into him every so often. Is this before the weenie stuff or after the weenie stuff? This was post-weenie stuff. You know, in the interest of being more like Travis, where we try to like keep ourselves safe from, <laughs> from bad things happening online, best to keep your weenie in your pants. Yeah, don't sext minors, I think is a big one. Yep, yeah, that's that, true. That doesn't fly. No, but I'm sure that Anthony Weiner also would be like, yep, don't. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, definitely a bad idea. Um, Adam, so this person who will describe as a... Uh, Media personality. Yes. This person was accused of saying stuff in a way that probably was written in stone right digitally so like there was no way to say like oh you didn't say that because here we have the record of you saying it we can say this that it was social media that's correct they were they were referring to certain comments that were made several years in the past mm -hmm. and that's always the tough one is you said this several years ago and in fact we can prove it 
once you have that there, I mean, it's not like you can change the timestamps on things that you've said. And so, um, you know, you can't go back and change unless you happen to know Mark Zuckerberg or unless you know these people. Like, I bet you even if you do know them. I mean, I know David Karp from Tumblr, sort of, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to, like, change the timestamp on something that I put up there. Adam, what happened? How did you figure out that this was a hack and not a ill-considered comment? Well, let's just say that a distinguished associate of ours was able to do some very high-tech research and determine someone had actually gone in through the Wayback Machine, I believe, and changed information, had changed statements that were made. That someone had actually gone in and changed posts on a social media mm. site that were way back and made it seem as if those statements were made when they weren't. I know. And he, the funny thing is, like, if you look at Travis right now, I wish you could see this. He looks like he's smelling someone else's fart right now. And it's, and, and, and it's because he doesn't understand what happened. But Travis, I swear to all things holy and the bear in the woods that the hacker in question here was able to go to a very major social media site all the way back to 2008, they changed a post. Or they might have added a post that never happened. I don't know if that's a thing. It's a thing, dude. Okay. It is a thing, actually. This was like an NSA-level figured-out thing that we were working on back in the day when we had the ability to do that, which we no longer do, because <laughs> we knew people in high places. Now we just know each other. So it was a question of like an account takeover then? Someone went into the account and then uh, posted something or edited a previous comment? Or No, I think it's a, the, the, I think it has a lot more. I mean, I said the NSA and I kind of mean it, I think, because it was, it, I think it may have been a state-sponsored hack and it was a backdoor into this social media site where they could manipulate a post. In other words, like, yeah, Edward Snowden stuff. That sounds pretty scary then. And clearly it was someone's best interest in order to create credibility questions and, and morality questions about this particular individual. To destroy this person's career, huh? Yeah, kind of pretty much that. 100%. This is the best story ever. And this person is still working in the media and largely because we were able to prove that they got hacked. And they did. And... Not that I intended this callback. It's not like Anthony Weiner, who claimed to get hacked. You know, there's an example of a public figure who claimed to be hacked, when in fact... Was not. Whereas in our case, definitely a huge smear job. It was definitely a, a huge smear job. And it was also definitely not just your garden variety hacker troll from Minneapolis. No, this was some very high-level state-sponsored hacker, as best we could tell. Most of us may never have this level of hacker scam played out against us, but this is still a great example of how bad actors can use the internet to trick, fool, and manipulate us into believing something we wouldn't usually believe. Now, I seem to also recall, Adam, that I had a friend, I think I had a friend, yes. who got in touch with you about a certain video that may or may not have been made of them. Oh, 
Oh, yes, that was one. And it was, it was, shall we say, a tad risque. And he said he had a friend who, well, it, it basically flowed along the lines of a sextortion scam. Yeah, and the guy involved, let's just say, the yeah. guy who brought it to us was a very high-ranking person at a gigantic financial institution. And I'll tell you what I think, Adam. I'm ready. I don't think <laughs> it was his friend. I really don't. I think it was him. So what we're really talking about is someone saying, I have this friend who needs help. Yep, 100%. Now, so what was the help that he needed just for our listeners? Because it was um, a little messy. Let's just say he was watching a video something was occurring in response to the video he was watching and someone unbeknownst to him was watching him watching this video react to the video oh sir you're misremembering his video was on intentionally while he was doing the thing in response to the thing that was being done in front of him i have no idea what's going on right now okay i'm gonna just rip the band-aid off Please this do. dude was was on a uh, what do you call it when there's a woman on the uh, uh, on the screen getting naked and for money stripping. Yeah, but there's a thing anyway. There's like a what, service was it like a movie or was it like an OnlyFans. No, it's like thing? live. It's live. Yeah. So yeah, okay. a, a camera, like a camera girl. So right. that's what it's called. Um, and so, but this was person, it was it was it a a guy looking at a woman or a guy looking at a guy and responding to it doesn't matter what floated their boat sexually like man woman furry it doesn't matter the point is it was a person on a site there was a person interacting with a sex worker interacting yep and they had their video on and the person interacting with the sex worker had their video on and they were recorded so just in terms of what the beats of the scam were here did someone contact them and say that they wanted money in exchange oh, for not yes. the video oh, oh yeah. yes they didn't just want money mm. honey <laughs> <laughs> they wanted a lot of lot of money right and adam if i'm not mistaken money was given i think ten thousand dollars was given that's right because the, the the original concept was give me ten thousand i'll go away so the 10000 right. was given, but they didn't go away. Wow, can you imagine that? Like, wow. You know, when if I were putting out fresh meat in my front yard every night, I bet you there would be coyotes out there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and the truth oh, is... Oh, you mean literally fresh meat. Okay. Yeah, yes. well, I didn't mean that. No, and this is what... So, so yeah, he, he paid. They were like, cool. You know what I said about destroying the video? <laughs> I did <laughs> Yeah, well, you shouldn't have believed me in the first place, but you did. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. 
you got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rope's got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Those are excellent stories. And the, and these are two things that did happen. It would be so good to hear these stories live. But like, if you're listening, you know who you are. Call us up. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> Travis, what do you have? Um, a couple of them, but one of the main ones that stood out that I was really excited about having this person on the show, uh, they work as a therapist and they were with their kid and then got a phone call saying from someone saying you were supposed to have been an expert witness in a trial. You didn't show up. Now there's a warrant out for your arrest. Your friend is a therapist. She's approached by somebody claiming she was supposed to be an expert witness in trial. She didn't show up. There's a warrant for her arrest, and they're coming to get her. Yep. And um, then insisted on getting money uh, to uh, to pay a fine of some sort. And so she was understandably freaked out. And since she had her kid with her, this guy, the uh, scammer in question, started saying, I'm going to come and arrest you in front of your son. Oh, my gosh. I such baloney. Okay, so what happened next? Um, she was really freaked out. I mean, she got a call out of the blue, uh, and this person was being extremely aggressive with her um, and uh, being very threatening. And so, like, she was in a state of panic that we've heard any number of times before about scams. Like, a scammer is going to try to get your uh, adrenaline up. And so she was really freaked out. And then, fortunately, her um, husband overheard what was happening and just said, like, just hang up. This is a scam. That gave her like a, just a couple of seconds to actually think about what was happening and said like, oh, you're right. Yeah, this is a, this is complete and utter BS. But after she told me about this, I looked it up and apparently it is not uncommon for people who work as uh, therapists. Apparently it's something where you have someone and their job is to be empathetic for a living. So they're really going to, you know, <laughs> they're, uh, that makes them into a bit of a target. Usually if you work as a therapist, you're going to be publicly listed in terms of your uh, practice, your contact information and so on. And, uh, yeah, it freaked her out really badly. Well, is, is she someone who actually was called as an expert witness in trials? Cause some therapists say, no, I, 
you can't get near me. I, I will never do a trial. Right. That's what I would say. Yeah. She had never worked as an expert witness. So what part of her thought that this might be true? I think it was just the abruptness of it. I think it was getting an unexpected call in the middle of the day when she was just out with her kid at a playground. Um, and she got something from someone saying like, you were supposed to have done this. You were supposed to have been here. That's against the law. There's a warrant out for you. Um, and a lot of people, especially if they're uh, kind of not expecting it, that'll just automatically get them pretty worked up. The person calling, uh, demanded $500 to be wired to them. Right on the spot. Yep. Just said like, we can make those go away, but you need to send us money. And is $500 the grand larceny number? Shouldn't it be four ninety nine, or does it not matter in this case? I don't think it mattered in this case. Yeah. Okay. Well, it would sound weird if someone said, I mean, I realize we've had somebody on the show <laughs> talking about four ninety five. But right. it's like, it would be kind of weird for someone to contact you and say, so listen, for $499.99, we'll go away. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, yes. Okay, so what else <laughs> do you have? Because that one's, that one's pretty straightforward. There's another one that we had of someone who reached out to us and um, he had been targeted by what's called the cartel scam. What's that? It's where he was interacting with what he thought was a uh, woman online and then got contacted by someone saying like, hey, you're messing with my girlfriend. Also, I'm in a drug cartel. And we're going to kill you if you don't give us X amount of money. Okay. They got me there. That that yep. got me. I'm done. Okay. The, where do I send the money? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what they did as a uh, follow-up, though, is they sent him really, really gruesome pictures of people being murdered. Oh. And footage wow. of people being murdered saying, like, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't pay us. But it's just, like, random, like, uh, faces of death stuff. From what this person was saying, it looked like it was actually footage of real uh, victims of cartels in Mexico. Awful. It's the same thing in both cases, though, because that's something that will get you panicking. That if someone just says, you know, check out these dead bodies, there's a guy getting his head cut off, now give me a few hundred bucks. But now, hold on, hold on. Try that on me right now. Go ahead. Adam, you're the guy from the cartel. Okay. I have a girlfriend. I know you're communicating with my girlfriend. And just, by the way, stop. And I happen to be the member of a cartel, and I'm going to chop you up in small pieces. But maybe, if you send me some money, maybe I'll go away. You, you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Know you know I'm what saying? you just reminded me of, though? What? You know that there's a movie in 1999 called True Crime. And there's this great line where James Woods turns to Clint Eastwood's character as he's leaving. And he goes, because <laughs> they don't like each other. And it's not clear why they don't like each other. And uh, James Wood turns to Clint Eastwood and goes, Stop f***ing Bob's wife. He doesn't like it. But, you know, but the thing is, like, I, I don't think that there's any, they're there in the scam, the cartel scam, except for the fact that I could see myself falling for it. You could? Yeah, weirdly, Yes. Well, it's tricky, too, because it's not something where someone says, like, hey, give us money, and then they uh, just go away if you don't. They apparently, they were being very, very persistently targeted. Well, it's traumatic, too, to be sent 
those pictures. Yeah. So like every time you go online, you're just getting something to say like, hey, by the way, here's another person getting murdered. Give me <laughs> well, money. Plus, remember also, it's not very easy to prove a negative. Right. Like, it wasn't me. How many times have you heard How do you people know it wasn't who- you though, Adam? How do you know you weren't just talking to your friend who happened to be a girl who happened to be this guy's girlfriend and it was perfectly innocent, but this guy happens to be Tony Montana. <laughs> He's ready to cut you a new asshole. Well, you know, the famous line in New Jersey when I was growing up is if a couple walked in and it was a beautiful woman and you looked at the woman, the first thing the guy would do, he turned to you and go, what are you looking at? And you'd go, obviously, I'm looking at your girlfriend and you're with a beautiful woman, which means you want us to be looking at your girlfriend to say, boy, are you a lucky guy. Oh, excuse me, Adam. If you said that to me, that is where I take out my nine millimeter. I do a huge bump of cocaine and I blow you away. Wow, that's a lot of TMI there, my friend. Yeah, that got dark pretty quick. Those are just a few stories. And for anyone we've talked to or on or off the show, we can't thank you enough. It's tricky, but it is something that I um, really respect a lot of our guests for, for actually having the uh, willingness to come on and share their stories, even if they're using an alias, even if they don't want um, it to be known who they are exactly. Um, at the same time, it takes it, it takes a lot of guts to talk about uh, going through that experience, being scammed or hacked. Yeah, it definitely does. But, but oftentimes, by talking about it, it's cathartic. Well, but more to the point, I think that if you are... Do, either catharsis is great, right? But being able to turn a negative into a positive by uh, providing other people with information that keeps them safe is... Uh, I guess that's a pretty, pretty big deal for some people. It would make me feel better if I had uh, ever done anything incredibly stupid. Oh, wait, I have done incredibly <laughs> And, and it does, you know, like you can turn your, your, your most embarrassing story can be, can be, is an asset for somebody who hasn't done that most embarrassing thing yet. Well, and, and oftentimes their motivation is not only do they want to be able to help process it, but they also want to help other people not fall for the same stuff that they fell for. So they're doing good. Which brings us to our tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to help keep you safe on and offline. And this one is about what do you do when you realize that you've been scammed? What's your first move? And your first move really matters. So let's say someone's in your computer, the hacker's in there, you can see them, what do you do? Turn off the machine. Adam? 1-800-TRAVIS, that's what I do. <laughs> Me, I would just run around screaming and try to light my hair on fire and fail because it's, you know, probably wet because it's been raining a lot around here. Anyway, uh, so turn off your computer. What do you do if it's a financial scam and you realize that you've written a check or something like that? Money's gone. What do you do? 1-800-ADAM. Okay, Adam. Ring, ring. What do you do? <laughs> Call your financial institution this second. Fine, because right, you can claw it back. Yeah, you might, because sometimes they don't move that fast or 
The faster you notify the financial institution, the more credibility they think you have, the faster they'll try to help you. So, okay, I buy something online and I realize as soon as I do it, oh my gosh, that was a scam. Now, there's a thousand dollars walkabout from my credit card. I can stop that? On a credit card, yes, absolutely. Debit card, you can do that, but the, the financial institution is going to say that they have the right to investigate and then at least you've, you've got an argument. And then with Zelle now too, they're start starting to be able to do it on other platforms, cash apps and all the rest. Yeah, but if, it's, uh, if it actually is cash or gift cards, you're not getting it back. But the, the key is you got to move with lightning speed. Well, the other thing too is if you happen to have a uh, checkout, say if you just uh, you know wrote a rent check and then you find out that your account just got drained, that's just going to start to compound your problems. You're going to start getting hit with uh, f uh, fees for bouncing checks, and it can just sort of snowball from there. Then you get into the check system system, and you've got a problem. Right. One thing that we've uh, dealt with a few times is when people have had, say, an Instagram account taken over. Yeah, and these days, so I met a lady on there at the my, uh, flight I was on who, right afterwards, I followed her on Instagram. The next day, her account popped up and there was clearly somebody pretending to be her, right? And it was like one letter off of who she was. And I said to her, hey, somebody's uh, uh, spoofing your account. She then said, can you write to Instagram? I did. That account was down in an hour. And the only reason I think it happened was because I saw it the minute they posted it. It was literally up. And, and it suggested me immediately. With the spoofed account, it's something where, especially if you're dependent on that uh, for your livelihood, um, you can experience a loss of credibility. Your entire career could get damaged. Yeah. Uh, you'll lose followers. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a spoofed account may seem like, well, people know it's not me. They don't. They don't. And a lot of damage can be done to your reputation in the process. So mm -hmm. what the cool thing now is, again, it's speed. Instagram right. will take it down if you get on it right away. Yeah, because the other issue is if you allow it to linger and they just start sending out all kinds of horrible things that you supposedly said, it could take you a long time to recover from that. And the other thing that you can do is you can, you can get your friends who actually follow you to write on your behalf about the account being spoofed. I think that is what this person did and it worked immediately. I've, se I've seen it happen twice in the last six months where that was the case. Oh, I remember where I saw it. Someone spoofed me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same thing. It was, there was a spoof. It was up for a second. It was down. As soon as three or four people said something, it was down. Yeah, yeah this is not a, one of those things where you say, all right, first thing tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, you want to move. Yeah, you want to move really quick. The operative words are first thing. Yep. You need a, it's a hair on fire situation. Uh, if you've been hacked, scammed, doesn't really matter. If it seems really small, you just need to respond as quickly as you can. Because the issue is... What starts as really small could end up yep. being really big. So what do they right. do, Adam? Well, everything from contact your financial institution, if it's a financial scam, contact yep. the police department and get a police report, contact the credit reporting agencies, put fraud alerts on your file as quickly as possible. Hopefully you have frozen your credit before that, but many people haven't. Yeah. So it's, it's all of the above, and, and it's everything that we preach. And passwords. Change your passwords. Oh, immediately. Yeah. I think those are tinfoil swan.
And don't mess with uh, cartel guys' girlfriends. Oh, please don't do that. Yeah. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.